Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The puppies rigged up in my tent to show the kids how an aerialist trains. I miss those little ones. You'll be doing the high wire again for children and everybody. I have a lot of money coming to me. And I'll have a new show and a new star. You, Lisa. mystery drama, Diogenes Incorporated, based on a tale by Jacques Futrell, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agat Jr. and stars Jack Grimes and Edie Juster. I shall return shortly with Act One. would have the nerve to call his small touring carney the Circus Maximus after Julius Caesar's favorite entertainment center, which seated 150,000 spectators. But then, Max was a pretty nervy fella, and grasping and a bully and downright indifferent to anyone's safety if it meant squeezing an extra dollar into his pocket. So it's not surprising that during a matinee performance under the big top, that this happened. I just work, kids. All you little guys, that's right. Keep in line. Don't push. There's plenty of time. No danger. Everybody get out in plenty of time. Selma, what are you doing? Tearing down the burning canvas so the animal cages won't catch fire. Now, give me a hand. Help me. I'm on my hands and knees, thanking the Lord this was a children's matinee and only 50 kids were here. You wouldn't have to be praying if you'd fireproof the tent. Help me. Selma, stop what you're doing. You'll get hurt. Where am I going to get another strong woman? I don't know, Matt. May I come in? It's Max. Max, I just don't feel like talking right now. Can't it wait until tomorrow? No, it can't. I have to come in. All right. It it was so awful to see everything go up in smoke. It's like being at one's own funeral. My dearest girl, that's not the end of the great aerialist Lisa Lamont. I feel it. As if my net were taken away forever. What is going to happen now? It is all gone? Yep. Thank heavens I carry insurance. No, I don't mean money. I mean the canvasmen, the Razorbacks, all those guys, and the ring stock. Everybody got away and the animals are safe. Nobody was hurt. You can thank Selma for pulling down the burning pieces. And Half Pint. Wasn't he marvelous? The way he let all the kids out. Oh, where is Half Pint? I don't know. This place is his hometown. You mean here? In Plymouth City? He was born here? That's right. Of all the luck, he has it. What do you mean? He has a home. It's right here. Max, I feel so far away from Bavaria. Mountains, trees, snow. There are places like that in America. Not far from here, too. White Mountains. Lisa, I want you to do me a favor. Of course I will. What? Take this briefcase and hide it. Tomorrow sometime I'll come for it. I have to go back to the lot now. What happens then, tomorrow? I'll decide then. 
Now I must go and pay everybody off. It's the last getaway day for some time. Uh, but I'll put another big top together. Will you, Max? The next one's going to be bigger and better. Until I'm set, you'll get another job with the show. Oh, I don't know. They're not so easy to find these days. Don't you worry. I got a lot of money coming to me. Fire insurance. And I have a brand new big top and a new star. You, Lisa. Sure looks like midnight on the battlefield out here, Selma. Some of that canvas is still smoldering. If I didn't say it before, Alfredo, I'll say it now. You may be half the size of most men around here, but you're twice as brave. I saw what you did this afternoon, making sure every child and his mama or grandma got safely out of the tent. You're throwing me a bouquet, Selma? You who stopped the fire from spreading to the animal cages by ripping down the canvas? I didn't know I was that strong. <laughs> the truth is, I was frightened, silly. I knew Max hadn't fireproofed the canvas. And how he got away with that, I don't know. You and I are some team. <laughs> you know, why is it that me, Alfredo Pinto, four feet two, have got to be in love with Selma Sylvester, six foot four, is something I'll never figure. <laughs> Am I complaining that you're a midget? You've got giant brains. Alfredo Pinto the Clown, otherwise known as Half-Pipe. Do you think it's so charming to be Lady Hercules and bend iron bars for a living? Why do we have to go on doing it? Did I ever tell you that my dad is a very rich man? And it was because he was ashamed of my size that I ran away from home? Oh, my freaky size didn't help me much either. I wonder what Max is going to do now. Well, what can you do with... Three moth-eaten camels, two mangy lions, a splotchy zebra, and a barrel full of monkeys. <laughs> Maybe start a flea circus. <laughs> uh, will have a good whack at collecting insurance. Suppose they find out nothing was fireproofed. Then he's got a problem. Now, what about you, Selma? You going home? Mm-mm. I'm not that desperate. And you, with all those degrees, <laughs> you could become a teacher. Well, I was once going to be one, Selma... Five years training in psychology. But I couldn't get a job teaching because of my size. Yeah, it was quite a blow. Then I started a book on the psychology of circus performers. Met Max, became a clown, and stayed with it. Am I glad you did. Selma, why don't you go into business with me? What can we do together besides two-story job. Oh. Me to smash down the back door and you to crawl into tight places. You know, it's, it's, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> Us turn crooked? You're kidding. No, not being criminals, but catching criminals. Team us is private eyes? <laughs> I don't know beans about detective work. Well, neither do I, but we learn as we go along. There's one thing we've got going for us. We're not expensive. Nah, we've got brains. Uh, you've also got a little brawn, which doesn't hurt. You really think I've got brains? Well, sure. Why else would you jump at the chance to go into business with me? Well, Selma, how do you like it? Not bad, huh? Nice little office, telephone, file cabinet. And look what I just picked up at the printers. Our business notepaper. Oh, that's pretty. But what is that in the left corner? That drawing of a man in a toga. 
carrying a lantern? Oh, you like that? I drew it myself. It's our logo. Our trademark. But what does it mean? He looks like some ancient Greek. He is an ancient Greek. Diogenes. Oh, no kidding. Diogenes. Well, isn't that a great idea? It shows right away what business we're in. Oh, it sure does. Of course, not all our clients are going to be as hep to history as we are. Oh, that's true. I mean, they won't make the connection with Diogenes going around the streets of his hometown with that lantern looking for an honest man. That's why I thought Diogenes Incorporated. Truth Finders was an ideal name for the agency. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Diogenes Incorporated. Is this where I can locate Alfredo Pinto? Are you speaking to him? Who's this? Pinto? <laughs> What's this Diogenes thing? What's the name of my new business? I didn't realize you were still in town till someone told me they saw you on the street. I recognize your voice, but I don't connect it with a face. Uh, uh, who is this, please? Police Chief Maloney. One of your biggest fans, half pint. Uh, Maloney, of course. Uh, say no more. But what can I do for you, Chief? Pinto, can you come down to the station house? I want to ask you a couple of questions. No, no. I got a better idea. Why don't you come up here? I, I want you to see the place, meet my partner. Well, uh, you just come anytime. We'll be here. Selma, it's a pleasure to meet you. I've never shaken hands with a lady Hercules before. I'd be easy now. <laughs> <laughs> Pleased to meet you. So, yeah, like the setup, huh? Well, now, I may be able to throw Diogenes Incorporated into business. That's why I wanted to see you. What do you know about that fire at Max's Circus? Well, I don't know. There's much I can tell you, Chief. Now, most of the acts left town, you know, tried to find work elsewhere. But Plymouth City's my home, so Selma and I decided to stay. Well, the insurance company gave us a call from Hartford. It seems old Maxie tried to hit them for fire insurance. Uh-oh. Would we help check him out, you know? Mm-hmm. So we did. And we found he's got a record as long as your arm. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, nothing serious, but a lot of counts. Did you know that, Miss Sylvester? No. The only person who knew Max really well was Lisa Lamont, the aerialist. Well, she's known Max for years. Lisa? She could be his daughter. But I wanted to talk to you, Alfredo, because I thought with your connections, you could find out what Max is up to and where he is. Uh, when he put in for his insurance claim, didn't he give them an address? No, he said he'd be in touch. See, there's more to this than a showman who skipped town. The entire week's box office receipts disappeared. Oh, did you check the white wagon? Uh, that's the circus ticket office. There's nothing left of it. Well, the money could have burned with it. Now we found the safe. It was fireproof, but empty. Well, it was his, wasn't it? Well, the mayor's wife bought out two whole nights for the Ladies' Aid Society. They gave Max a $1,000. And since there was no show, the mayor asked me to get the money back. But she said there was no money. Yeah, and no Max. So you can't ask me to help find him. Uh, if I do, Chief, I should say if we do, it's 20% of what we recover. The uh, finder's fee. All right. It's a deal. Uh, there's another reason we want to catch up with Max. And what's that? We've got a witness who says he saw Max put a blowtorch to the side of the tent. Oh, I don't believe it. Max would never do that. We've got the blowtorch. Well, so what? That's how we give the old bulls a shave before the show. Make, makes them look pretty. What old bulls? The elephants. Chief, 
What Alfredo means is we use a blowtorch to singe the scraggly hairs under the elephant's trunk uh, to clean them up. Chief, I uh, think you put two and two together and come up with the wrong answer. Well, you just find me Max Maximus. I'll see that two and two makes four. Well, if that's the answer, it's the wrong answer. Max loved his circus. Could be, but I think he loved money more. small circuses like Max's crisscrossing America. Most of them were on the up and up. In fact, Max Maximus is about the first true trickster I've run across. Now it looks like Max is in on the run. Let's see how far he gets before I return to you with Act Two. about Max Maximus, who may or may not have set fire to his own circus, and who may or may not have absconded with the week's bankroll, or BR, as circus people call it. Some disagreement there, but none about Max being a real hogger, which in circus lingo means a greedy showman. This was Diogenes Incorporated's first case, find Max and recover the money. This is how they went about it. It'll work. I tell you, Mr. Pomfret, it'll work. I know him. But it's a big risk, Mr. Pinto. Right now, we just turn the claim down and we risk nothing. Why get ourselves involved? Because a big insurance company like yours hates to see anyone try to get away with anything. Yeah, well, that's true. We'd like to pin his ears back. Well, it's more than that. If you give us a hand in catching Max, you'll be helping every other insurance company he might try to cheat one day. Yeah, that's right. I say we've got to catch the man. So, let's have a go at it. That's the spirit. Uh, did you bring it? Yeah. Have it right here. Mm-hmm. Check made out for $100,000 to Max Maximus. Ah, uh, a check. Uh, that's the problem. I don't know if he'll accept a check. Well, he has to. His, his claim for 100000 represents reimbursement for a total loss under his policy. No insurance company pays off in cash. Well, how is he going to cash it? You can go to his bank, I suppose. Wait till it clears. When it does, we nab him. Yeah, but Max is also wanted for absconding with a week's box office receipts before the fire. The police in Plymouth City are going to alert all the banks. Yeah, that's your problem. We've gone as far as okaying his claim, and we'll send him by registered mail the check for 100000 And the moment he turns it into cash, we can turn around and have him stopped for fraud on the basis that he knew his tents were not fireproofed. Okay, send it to him. Uh, here's the address of the hotel he's staying at till Wednesday. Hmm. Now, mail the check today and leave the rest to Diogenes Incorporated. We'll give you five days' grace. Remember, Mr. Pinto... You are baiting that hook with our 100000 If Maximus turns it into cash and skips the country... I know, I know. It won't look so good on your record. On my record? Mr. Pinto, I'll be out of the insurance business forever. Hello, Lisa. Huh, However did you find me? Well, I said to myself... Where would Lisa, the superb aerialist, be working? Two places. A circus or with children. 
Now, there are no show openings this time of the year, so where would she go work with children? The White Mountains, I said to myself. It looked more like home to her. But you find me here. Well, the only nursery school in a hundred miles. I took a chance. Oh, you are a master detective, Huffpine. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I am so happy here. You cannot imagine. You don't miss the, the high wires? No. And Max? Why do you talk about him? Well, I thought you were interested in him. I know he was interested in you. I don't wish to think about him. Lisa, do you know we took a lot of money from the office safe the night of the fire? That he disappeared and never paid anyone off? I didn't know that. He may have even been responsible for the fire to collect the insurance. So whatever you know, you ought to tell me. Why you, have Pint? You're not with the police. Well, here's my card. My new business. I'll read what it says. Uh, Diogenes Incorporated. We seek the truth for you. It's a detective agency. Selma is in it with me. Selma? Our Selma? Lady Hercules? The one and only. Now, we want to see the money gets back to the people who deserve it. Can you help us find the truth? I knew nothing about the fire half pipe. But I did keep a briefcase for Max overnight, and it did have money in it. I saw it. Lisa, would you be willing to swear to that in the court if you had to? But I don't know that Max stole it. It wasn't his. It was the week's take. All I'm asking is that you tell the truth. There was money in the briefcase. A lot of it. I'll tell the truth, of course. That's all I'm asking. It'll be up to the prosecutor to make Max tell where he got it. You Max Maximus? Yes, I am. Got a registered letter for you. Sign here. Wait a minute. It's not a summons or something. Who's it from? Some insurance company in Hartford. Oh, yes. I've been expecting that. Here, I've got a pen. Thank you, Mr. Maximus. Have a good day. You're welcome. What? Selma. What brings you here? Oh, it's good to see you. Come in, come in. Selma, of all people. You know, I was thinking of you. I was thinking about you too, Max. I was going to get in touch with you. Uh, how'd you find me? Oh, it wasn't too hard. You working? You doing your strong act anywhere? Oh, I can't tell you how great it is to see a friend from the old days. you got to have a drink with me to celebrate. I'm only staying in this hotel till tomorrow. Hey, let me show you around. Hmm. This is a fancy suite. And see here, behind the sofa, that door opens. Hmm. And lo and behold, a completely stocked bar. <laughs> what do you think of that? Wow. Must be in the chips, Max. Eh, not my big money. But I will be. Max always travels first class. Selma, it won't be long before old Maxie will have a fat bankroll to put together a bigger show than he's ever had before. You know, I always liked you a lot, Selma. <laughs> you were different from the others. What about Lisa? Lisa? Mm-hmm. What made you think of her? You used to like her a lot, too. Do you see her? No. Lisa. Treats me like I ran a dog and pony show. Anyway, Selma, I, I liked you better. As a person, I mean. Oh, I didn't know that. Where is she? Oh, Lisa? Mm-hmm. Who knows? 
Ralph, looking for some spot that reminded her of Bavaria. Uh, she's given up the business. And what, what are we talking about her for, anyway? Look, I got a bottle here in the icebox I'm going to open. Any um, particular kind of wine you like, Selma? Whatever pours easily. How about champagne? Oh, champagne? <laughs> what are you launching? You'd be surprised. <laughs> I was going to drink this by myself to celebrate this letter. Didn't you see the mailman pass you in the hall? I'll show you. To us, Max and Selma. Mm. What are we drinking to? I'll put my glass down and open the envelope. A check. Made out to Max Maximus for $100,000. And that's where you come in. Oh, it's fate. I mean it. I wanted to call you about this, and here you are. What can I do? You, mm-hmm. Selma Sylvester, are going to help me turn this little piece of paper into cash. Bills. Green bills. <laughs> All right, all right. I, I, don't anyone get excited. I just want to know exactly what happened so that my company can take the proper legal action. Now, you first, Miss Sylvester. Mr. Pomfret, I obeyed my instructions. To which were? To assist Max Maximus to cash your insurance check. Which Selma did perfectly. How perfectly? I arrived at Max's hotel the morning he got your check. I took him to my father's bank, told the vice president I wanted the check okayed. Uh, Father's the biggest stockholder in that bank, and the vice president has known me since I was a baby, so no problem. Max endorsed it, vice president countersigned it, and the check was cashed. All small bills. Hmm. Nothing larger than a 50. It took a little time. And that was three days ago. How do you know that? We called you. You gave us five days. Now, we did it in three. One, actually. Of course, there'll be some delay. Yeah, what do you mean? Well, it hasn't gone exactly as we hoped. Max told me to get in touch with him in 24 hours. That he had a line on a circus that's in trouble, and he and I would go out and buy it. A whole shebang. From hook ropes to handlers. We? Well, I was to be his star attraction. Oh. And where is this circus that he was going to buy? Mexico City. Yeah, things were working out nicely. Here, he's using money that wasn't really his. We'd have him dead to rights. And you were to call him... The day before yesterday. Mm. And she did. And no answer. I went around to his hotel. He checked out. If he skipped to Mexico City with our money, I'm holding you responsible, Mr. Pinto. Now, don't talk like that. You gave us five days. I must have been crazy dealing with you people just because Chief Maloney told me Diogenes Incorporated would be perfect. You're not making sense, Mr. Pomfret, so don't get angry. Max has done nothing wrong. He made a claim and you paid it. You said you'd catch him. And so we will. And when we do, we'll slap him down for taking money under false pretenses. You found nothing was fireproofed. So his insurance didn't cover. Yeah, that's better, Mr. Pinto. That's what I like to hear. But, uh, supposing he sinks it all into a Mexican circus, how am I going to liquidate that? He's not going to buy that circus... That was an act to get Selma to help him cash the check. He's got all the cash he needs now for a permanent vacation. Oh. So what's the next step? 
Max is booked on the 6 p.m. tonight to Mexico City. Alfredo and I are going down to the airport to wave goodbye. Hello, Max. Ah, fine. What are you doing here? Well, we came down to see you off, but uh, we decided we'd miss you too much. I wouldn't make a run for it, Max. That's a chief of police right behind you. Cut and dried, Alfredo. You got the evidence so well wrapped up, I wasn't surprised they'd booked Max into a slammer for a long stay. Arson, theft, and fraud. They got him on all counts. <laughs> of course, Max will appeal. Appeal? You mean pretend he didn't know that he was collecting insurance by issuing false statements that his tents were fireproof? That kind don't give up so easily. That's what I'm saying, Alfredo. <laughs> Yes, Mr. Pomford, I can hear. We got a little storm up here, but the phone's working okay. No, Alfredo's not here. Well, I'll certainly tell him. He'll be very pleased. Ah, Selma? Ah, what a miserable night. So... Uh, Mr. Mr. Pomford, wait a minute. Alfredo's just come in. Darn it, he's hung up. Oh, who has? A client. Hmm? Max's appeal was thrown out of court, so he stays in the slammer. Seven years. <laughs> I wonder how long he'll serve. Well, I think what cinched it was Lisa's testimony about seeing that five grand in his briefcase. Well, what about the witness I dug up who saw Max start the fire? Well, you made Diogenes Incorporated very proud. Uh, you are not going home in this weather. You will never get a cab. Who takes cabs? I can still make the last bus. Now, now, you're not going out in that, and that's final. Yes, boss. Uh, Selma, I saw Chief Maloney tonight. He's come up with another case for us. Some sure thing men are muscling in in the church bingo games. Professional gamblers here in Plymouth City? Uh-huh, so I don't want anything to happen to you now. Now, look, you take my bedroom upstairs. I'll sleep down here on the couch. Diogenes Incorporated is just getting off to a good start. Who is it? Who are you? What What are you doing in here? Where are you? Oh, no. Oh, Alfredo, what is it? What's the matter down there? Alfredo, I'm coming. Are you all right? Oh, where's the light switch? Alfredo, what is it? What happened? as former clown Alfredo Pinto could use his brain to further his new profession. Sleuthing was a job with a future. But the moment somebody started to beat on his head, the future became questionable. All of which gave Diogenes Incorporated food for thought and a giant headache. I shall return shortly with Act Three. The 
last persons in the world you'd expect to partner in a detective agency would be an ex-clown and an ex-strong woman. Yet, that's exactly what the Lady Hercules and Half Pint have done. Their first case against Crooked Max Maximus, they thought, was behind them with Max safely in jail. Or was he? How do you feel now, Alfredo? Oh, okay. Glad I've got a hard head. Oh, I gotta make a phone call. It's four in the morning. Yeah. You're sure you're all right? Oh, I'm glad I was around. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, information? Uh, yes, please. I uh, want the number of the warden's office at the state penitentiary. Oh, I wish you'd lie down. I can call the cops about that burglar. Uh, he was no burglar, Salmon. Uh, yes, operator... Five 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 seven two seven two. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Why are you calling the warden? Call Chief Maloney. He's the one. Now, no, no, just be patient, Selma, and listen. Okay, okay. Uh, hello, warden. I'm sorry to disturb you at this ungodly hour. This is Alfredo Pinto of Diogenes Incorporated. Uh, no, no, sir. You, you don't know me, but we did investigative work on the Max Maximus case. Y- y- yes, sir. Can you tell me if Max Maximus is in a cell? Yes, now. I, I-, I mean, right now. Max Maximus. You've had him at state pen for about 90 days. Are you sure? Y- y- tonight? Well, what time? Well, if, if you say so. Uh, I'm sorry I got you out of bed, Warden. Would you mind telling me what that was all about? Well, I don't know how he did it, but he's done it. The warden says Max is in his cell and was checked in by the guards at midnight and at 3 a.m. Of course he is. He's got seven years to go. Selma, he is not. Max has somehow escaped. I know it. What do you mean you know it? Max was in this house tonight. I know that man so well that one whiff is enough. He's the one who tried to kill me, and he would have, too. But in the dark, I rolled out of his way. Now, tomorrow morning, I'm getting Chief Maloney to introduce me a little more formally to the warden. Warden, I'd like you to meet Alfredo Pinto. Ah, oh, pleased to meet you, sir. Pinto, are you the fellow who called me up in the middle of the night? Something to do with Diogenes? Well, that's the name of our detective agency. Maroney, what is this? Does he work with the police? I sure do. I hope to get the evidence against Max. Uh, That's what you woke me up about, wasn't it? You asked if Maximus was still in his cell. Well, he was then, and he is right now. I wonder, sir, if I could see the man. Why not? If my word's not good enough for you. No, no, no. That, that's got nothing to do with it. Just a few things I'd like to ask the prisoner myself. Uh, one question, Warden. In the three months that Max has been here, has he had any visitors? Uh, let me check my book. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. I see that a lady called Lisa Lamont has... Oh, yeah. She's been a regular visitor. Mm. I don't know what you're after, Mr. Pinto, but I can tell you this. If all our prisoners were as cooperative and quiet as Mr. Maximus, we wouldn't need high walls and guards and dogs. Hello, Max. You mind if I uh, sit down? No. How's Lisa? Okay. Does she visit you? 
Yeah. Well, how often? But you can. Once a week, twice a week, uh, but once a month? What do you care, I find? You're out there. I'm in here. Well, don't you think you deserve to be where you are? Setting fire to the tents, stealing the whole box office, not paying anyone off, trying to get away with a hundred grand? Why don't you go away and leave me alone? Uh, who do you associate with here in Max? Broad tosses, cappers? Who? Sure thing, men? I don't know what you're talking about. You know, my friend, you might just be telling the truth. I don't think you'd know a grease joint from a grouch bag. God! God! Get this man out of here. He's bothering me. I don't want to talk to him. Uh, just a moment, God. Uh, are these your shoes, Max? God, will you get him out? All right, all right, all right. Uh, oh, very nice leather. I didn't realize they'd let you wear your own shoes in prison. What's all the racket? Oh, hiya, Chief. I think I found out what I wanted to know. Uh, let's go back upstairs and say goodbye to your friend, the warden. I just stopped by to thank you. Well, are you satisfied that Maximus is still behind bars? Oh, you were saying before, Warden, that Max was a model prisoner? A big improvement since he first came, yes. It could have been that lady who came to see him. I don't know. Calmed him down. When he first came here, he was a real unpleasant customer. He swore his head off at everybody, the guards, me in particular. And you noticed an improvement as soon as he had a regular lady visitor? Yeah, almost immediately. He didn't swear at me when I passed his cell. I thought that was unusual. Well, anything else unusual you've observed lately? Well, I don't know if it is to you, but it sure is to me. After lights out, I make the rounds of the cell blocks. Every night, I'd walk along block four and pass cell 97. I'd see Max on his knees, praying. Oh, that doesn't sound like the Max I know. Warden, I don't know who it is you've got in cell 97, but the Max I know and worked for, that man hasn't been in your penitentiary for weeks. Good night, sir. question, Selma. It's not Max up at the state pen. But you say he looks just like him and talks just like him? Uh, almost, but not quite. Some, something's off. He doesn't think like Max. Not the Max we've been on the road with. When I asked him if he ran around with cappers and sure thing men, he said he didn't know what I was talking about. Well, what does that prove? Why should he tell you if he hangs out with gamblers in prison? Alfredo, why in the world would a man who has every reason to hate your guts a man who you helped put behind bars for seven years. Level with you or even answer you. Uh, somewhere there's a key to this. Lisa Lamont. I found her once before. I can do it again. You think she'll speak to you? Yeah, that's what doesn't make sense. She gives evidence at the trial against Max and then goes visiting him in prison. Unless the man she's visiting is not Max. Okay. Okay, for the sake of argument, they've got somebody else behind bars. <laughs> now, why would anybody in their right mind change places with a man doing seven years? And a man who actually talks and looks like Max? Now, where would he come from? Why? Well, that, Selma, is uh, something I haven't figured out yet. Uh, excuse me, but, uh... Are you in charge of this uh, playground? No, I'm not. I'm the custodian of the buildings. So they asked me to keep an eye open so 
The children don't get into any trouble. Well, didn't you used to have a young woman in charge of the playground, a Lisa Lamont? Lisa, yes, yes. She just ran out on us one day, and we haven't been able to get a replacement. Well, you don't happen to know her address, do you? Sure do. I know it by heart. Uh, are you a friend of hers? A very old friend. Hello, Lisa. Alfredo. Oh, go away. Go away, please. No, no, no. I'm not going away. I'm inside and I'm staying here. You might just as well shut the door. Listen to me, half pint. Alfredo, please. He's coming back and he'll kill you. Who? Max. Why do you stay with him? I can't tell you now. Oh, please go. You don't know what he's like. It, it's like a nightmare. If it is a nightmare, Lisa, then wake up. Wake up. Max is supposed to be in prison and you know it. If he's really out and has some hold over you, at least tell me what it is so I can help. Max, don't! Max, stop! Are you all right? Well, this is the only disadvantage of being a midget. I I am supposed to lock you up, but I I can't. Max has gone crazy. Well, he must be. All he's got on his record now is theft, fraud, arson, and prison escape. Why does he want to add murder? He doesn't know what he's doing. He wants revenge on you and Selma, and he'll stop at nothing. Now, where did he go now? To get a trunk? How did you know? Well, it figures. He wouldn't even have to cut me up. Lisa, why are you helping him? I have to. I owe it to him. Did you have to visit him in prison? It wasn't me. What? Oh, hello, Max. Oh, you can put that pistol away. If you fire it, they'll get you this time, and no twin brother is going to take your place in cell 97. Lisa! I didn't tell him, I swear it. You're all related, aren't you? Lisa, you, Max, and the man in cell 97. I don't want to hear any more. Uncle Max, don't do it! No, Uncle Max... Uh, is the gun loaded? You shut up. Well, it won't fire like that. You have to pull the safety catch down. Well, you know where it is, behind the trigger. Oh, you think I won't, huh? Well, that's the ticket. Now aim the pistol carefully. A finger on the trigger. Get away from that window, half pint. Oh, I'm just taking a last look at the sky and the streets. Hey, Max, your hand is waving all over the place. I... I don't think you've got the right killer, Max. Selma! Let go of me! Drop that gun. Selma, you're breaking my neck! Now, Warden, how does it feel to have the real Max back in a cell? Oh, have you released that man in cell 97? He's on his way here now. Come in. Oh, thanks, Jim. Well, whoever you are, what were you doing in cell 97? I'm Max's brother, Paul. I'm a minister. Max asked me to take his place here for a few weeks, and, well, I couldn't refuse him. So, uh, to set it up, you'd visit him each week dressed as a woman. You wore a wig. You signed in as Lisa Lamont. And one day, you were permitted into a cell. You changed places, and Max walked out in your costume. I couldn't refuse him. It was Max who helped me and my niece escape from Germany. Originally, we were three brothers. Max, myself, and Lisa's father. My, my wife and Lisa's mother and father were killed. Max saved 
police and me. So when he got into this trouble and said I needed a few weeks to do something, how could I not change places with him? You had no idea Max wanted to be out of prison to kill me. No idea. Warden, you have my brother back in prison now. Be charitable to him. I don't think I could have gone on much longer with a charade. A conscience, you know, is a is a heavy burden. Now, Warden, you've got your man back. Could your charity also extend to the Reverend Maximus? Uh, I guess so. You may go, Reverend Maximus. Oh, uh, let me give you my business card, Warden. And, and you too, Reverend. Diogenes Incorporated. Anytime you're looking for the truth. If you're ever in the neighborhood of Plymouth City and have a problem to solve, drop in at Diogenes Incorporated and give my regards to Alfredo Pinto, the half-pint ex-clown, and to Selma, the ex-lady Hercules. Who knows? I, too, may need their services someday. I'll return shortly. Mr. Pomfret, who loved to quote Dickens, it occurred to me it might be most apropos if I reminded him, and you, of those words and that warning by Mr. Pickwick. Beware, he said, of carrying brotherly love too far. Our cast included Jack Grimes, E.V. Juster, Ray Owens, and Court Benson. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Mrs. E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.